2: It is the big show. Thank you, guys. Thanks for coming in. It's great to see you. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone live from Granite Credit Union, 15th East, 2100 South. It is their grand opening. Uh, Big thanks uh, of this branch, of course. Big thanks to the title sponsor of the big show. That is Big O. Stop into your locally owned and operated Big O Tires for the lowest price tires and pay nothing options. Big O Tires, the team you trust. Let's get out. of Hey, Jake,
0: before we do that. Did you see that uh, the news that the uh, the uh, Ironman championships are moving to Utah? I like it that
2: we're going with uh, the instead of manman, Ironman. The Ironman are coming
0: to Utah? Yeah, because, How about of, that? because of COVID concerns, apparently. They're moving from Hawaii to Utah. Did they hear that Bruce Feldman would be on the show? Probably. Feldman? What about Patrick Kinhan?
2: Speaking of Ironman. Let's get out to the Smart Rain special guest line. Uh, Best of State Award winner Smart Rain is having an end-of-season sale on their irrigation smart controllers. Save 50% off each smart controller purchased. Offer available to Commercial Property Zone listeners. Visit SmartRain.net to schedule a demo today. Joining us now, you hear him every morning alongside David James on DJ and PK from 6 to 10, formerly known as the Manly Morning Show. He is Patrick Kinahan with us on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Hi, PK.
1: Hi, guys. So good to talk to you and visit with you for these few minutes again.
2: (laughs) Thanks, buddy. Do you remember that brief time when it was named the Manly Morning Show? Yeah, but then
1: they realized DJ was part of it, so they couldn't do
2: it. (laughs) They had to go the other way. Yeah, I agree Uh, with you. You had to set him off like that, didn't you? Uh, (laughs) PK, thanks (laughs) Thanks for for jumping on. Uh, You and DJ have been great lately talking uh, college football, as always, and uh, enjoyed your column this week. Uh, at ksl.com uh, also uh, i believe still at 1280 yeah, the talking yeah. quarter talking uh, talking quarterbacks with utah and uh that's where we want to start we can talk a, a bunch of stuff with you today but uh want to start there and i've heard you say this on your show a bunch that uh you know regardless of of what's going on with charlie brewer you like cam Rising's story and the fact that he's stuck around and and uh earned an opportunity
1: well to be honest guys, you know, I'm kinda tired of talking about sports and I'd like to talk about my art uh career going
0: forward. So if we could just focus on that, that would be good. You into watercolors? What are you what are you doing? Are you working with oil? Exotic paintings. I'm gonna travel the world, Gordon. You should come with me. Uh wh- where where would be your first uh visit? I mean, uh what where's an artistic location that you gotta get to? Oh, high
1: on Olympus Cove where the you know, where the <laughs> Where the real nice people live.
2: Okay. Good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was going to say Paris or something. Paris? <laughs> oh, man, that'd be awesome. I've never been to Europe. You been to Europe yet, Jake? Nope. I can't say that I have, uh, right. unfortunately. Yeah. No. One of these I days.
1: <laughs> well, we know you have. Jeez, where haven't you been, man? You're Johnny Cash. Latter-day Johnny Cash. <laughs> They've been at Redsburg, Cedarburg, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Well, if you want to talk quarterbacks, yeah, I think it's really cool <clears throat> that Cam Rising. You know, he did transfer after his freshman year at Texas, so you could argue well, why did he stick at Texas. Uh, but he's been in the program in uh, a number of years, and uh, you know, from my conversations with folks last year, we didn't get to see anything in the training camp, which was what was it there? I don't even think they were in training camp at this point last year. But when they finally had it that he really took over. And we saw, you know, Jake Bentley obviously wasn't up to the task. And so I think Rising, you know, his uh, players voting him captain says something. Obviously, he did good against the same defense that Brewer faced last Saturday. So uh, I'm expecting good things. I'm, I'm not going to go crazy and say I'm expecting big things yet. I don't think – I've been saying all along, you know, that, that this – I don't care how far many yards he threw in the uh, Big 12. It didn't matter. Uh, that was then. This is now, and um, I don't know that either of these guys are going to be able to be as good as Tyler Huntley was his senior year. But you know, this is his first crack. He only got 14 plays before he got hurt against USC. So now's his opportunity to run with it. And I'm excited for the kid to see what he can do. I think he'll be okay.
0: Okay. Do you think that Utah's program can get to the point? Where they do recruit kids as freshmen and can lure in those kinds of uh, potentially really quality quarterbacks and then develop them over the years so that you've got one stacked up after another after another instead of sort of a herky jerky kind of uh, fill a need somehow kind of thing.
1: Yeah, that's well, I don't know if they can, but I think they should try because you look at Tyler Huntley and that's exactly what they did, obviously coming out of Florida was in the program the entire time. Tyler Huntley, to me, is just an incredible success story. Kid getting out of his comfort zone from Florida, coming all the way to Salt Lake City, Utah, and we know all those stereotypes, and obviously he's an African-American. He stayed the course. He graduated. He did what he was supposed to do. never caused anybody any trouble. He was a great teammate and all that stuff. And then when it came time to play, man, he was ready, and he got better and better as a senior, he just had one heck of a senior season. I don't know that anybody uh, statistically has had a better senior season than what he had. I realize Brian Johnson led them to an undefeated season, and Alex Smith didn't play as a senior. So, uh, you know, this is the Pac-12, not the Mountain West. So with that in mind, uh, you know, they're, in terms of what they did for Huntley, you'd have to say, well, why can't they do it again? You know, And I've had some conversations here recently I mean, as recently as last night about crazy quarterback parents <laughs> what I mean by that that position because only one kid plays right we know that 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 position has produced some crazy crazy parents and I was told that Tyler Huntley's parents were just rock solid Zach Wilson too for that matter they never made any demands on the coaches or what any of that stuff. You just let those guys do their thing, whereas some of these other kids who have left the program, and you can figure out who they are, uh, parents were right there, you know, demanding this, thinking that, and all this type of stuff. So it's a crazy position because you're dealing with people that, you know, their kids have had all sorts of success at the lower levels, and then they get to this level, and it's not instant, and you want it immediately. So I want the youths to try and see if they can do it, I think it and to me, it's what the Utah program is about: getting kids that aren't necessarily these great big stud recruits at a high school, and then developing them. And obviously, they've done it on defense and, and you know some positions on offense and in the NFL
2: players. They did it with Huntley. Why can't they do it again? PK is with us on ninety-seven-five and twelve-eighty of the zone. So, PK, this is related uh, to that, I suppose, but. Um, Do you think that Coach Witt, with his philosophy and style, has stunted the progress and production of his quarterbacks during the Pac-12 era?
1: Sure, yeah, if you're looking at it from that position, from that standpoint. But, you know, if if I pet a snake and the snake bites me, whose fault is that? What do snakes do? They bite people, right? So you're going to the University of Utah. What do you think you're going to do? Throw it around 55 times? Now, I know that's, uh, well, Gordon, we had that discussion, what, leading uh, into the season, and uh, I think we came to resolution. I was thinking that you were thinking that you wanted to see 25 more passes, but you weren't. You were talking about throwing it a little bit more, and, and I came to the conclusion I can certainly agree with you in that situation. But at the same time, man, when you've been someplace, and you've been the head coach for 16 years, and you got a reputation for developing. Just about if you if you're a multi-year starter on defense in Utah, you know what you are. You're an NFL player. There's eight guys in the NFL off that 2019 team, right? <laughs> that, that's pretty doggone good. So you want to know going in. And even if he tells you this or that, we're going to change it, we're going to do this or that, I wouldn't necessarily believe it because at this point, you know, he is who he is. So, sure, I can see where you're going with that question. It's somewhat of a leading question, and I don't have any problem with it. But at the same time, you should know what you're getting into at this point, shouldn't you?
0: So, does that, is that a no? Because that's just the way no. it's going to be. I mean, Tyler Huntley beat the odds, but nobody else has gone on to the NFL, not since, what, Alex no. Smith? So well, he didn't, he didn't coach Alex Smith. Yeah, that's I mean, right. He wasn't head coach. So, coach so, so, you know so how I mean? do you how do you fix that problem, you know? I'm. How do you fix that?
1: How do you fix that problem? Well, do you want him to change the whole core of the program? Uh, you change it through recruiting. <laughs> that's, that's the answer, right? I don't think he's going to change the entire philosophy of the program. You know, they thought they had something in Tuttle, and the kid, I don't know if you remember, Gordon, but we were at the Jimmy Buffett concert at the arena that very night. That's when I started getting texts, what we're hearing, this and that about Tuttle. And during, while I was wasted away again in Margaritaville, (laughs) I made a couple of texts and found out, yeah, he's gone. I was shocked. I was stunned. But then I do some research later and talk about some other stuff that's involved. In that situation, back to what I just said about parents and all that stuff, and that's what you got. So I think it's probably as long as Kyle's there and if they tab Morgan as his replacement, it's probably going to be there for a good long while.
0: I just wonder if there's a way, because the quarterback position is so important now, as is being able to advance the ball through the air, if, if there would be like – if Kyle decides to coach for another few years and he wants mm-hmm. to go get a quarterback and let's say he lands because they've got some nice looking quarterbacks in the pipeline already, don't they? I mean, at least according to reputation. So whatever that means, but yeah, I got you. Whatever that is. Yeah. But if he looks at one of those guys and says, okay, we got something here uh, kind of the way BYU did when they had Zach Wilson, would, would he be willing to change things up to accommodate that kind of talent?
1: You know, I can't answer definitely. What I can answer is they had a very diversified offense two years ago, right? Uh, Huntley was sensational. We really don't think he got the due from the locals because they lost that Oregon game and, and the conference title game that we were at. So I don't think he got his due what they should have what he should have. He had a phenomenal season at the same time, Zach Moss. Defense struggled. fell
0: apart okay. in that game too, PK. Oh yeah, yeah. And and it was Justin Herbert who ends up being
1: a, you know, looking like he's an awesome quarterback at the NFL level. And the and ducks sort of stumbled into Justin Herbert. He was a local kid who was a baseball player. And Did now he walk on? Like he, did he walk on? I don't remember if he walked on. I, I thought I, he walked I on even... at the
2: beginning. But I yeah. yeah I'm but with I him. remember interviewing him down in Pac-12 media day, and I'm not sure if you were there,
1: Jake, or not. But, you know, he's talking about that. And that's, uh, Quarterback is a funky position, man. You look at BYU. They had number one guys left and right, elite 11 MVPs, and they didn't um, really do anything at the collegiate level. And then you look at Zach Wilson. Well, you know, it's, it's about relationships too, Gordon, because – he had strong relations with Bessie Sitaki, who I think was the first kid, first guy to offer him when he was at Weber, and then Aaron Roderick. He had a strong relationship. Those two guys get to Provo, boom, they flip him. And obviously, Wilson believes in those two because he took them both back to the NFL draft. He took his high school coach, he took Kalani, and he took the other two. So you got to develop personal relationships, too, I think, to an extent. That's what recruiting is about. Rather than, it wasn't like uh, coming into BYU when Zach Wilson committed. They weren't exactly flinging the ball all over the place. They sucked (laughs) at that time. But he believed in those two guys. They got him to where he was. And, you know, A-Rod calling the plays last year took over. And we know what happened with Zach. So there's a lot of things that go into it. you got to develop relationships. And then you got to get kids to stay, too. You know, having total Lee. Who's to say, I don't know this. I can't say this at all. But we can dream or speculate that you know maybe this would have been Tuttle's team right now if he would have stayed just two short years. you know. For us, looking back, two years is nothing. For him and, and, and a family that thinks he's going to be all world, boom, they're out the door. And there were some other factors into it, but it's uh, water under the bridge now, so it doesn't matter. And they got this other kid out of Southern California, and we'll see what he can do.
0: If he's going to stay in the pipeline program and develop. They developed Tyler Huntley, didn't they? Why can't they do it again? It just, uh, it's just so many times they haven't been able to do that, and, and this is something You're that right. Jake J- Jake brings up a lot. And uh, I got to give you credit, Jake, because I think you've spotted this and, and and identified it more than most of us have. Just that, in the case of Charlie Brewer's offensive line, kind of fell apart, and and the receivers have not been stellar, at least. They have been here and there, but not to the point where you would uh, be salivating uh, if you're a quarterback to be able to use those guys as targets. So it just seems like Utah has such a quality football program that this is sort of just a big hole in it. You know, and, and the rest the rest of it is there except for this.
1: Yeah, yeah. You it reminds me of because we've been talking about this. And I can remember being in the Jazz locker room a few times after Ostertag would, and I've said this on the radio, Ostertag would have a good game. And you'd go up to him and you'd ask him, you know, why can't you do it more? And he'd kind of sit there and shake his big dopey head. I don't know, Gordon. You know, I wish I could. I don't know if you remember those, but I I have vivid memories of that. And it's like, why couldn't Ostertag be consistent? And we beat it into the ground for years and years. And it never really changed, right? We're sort of doing the same thing here with Kyle in this offensive situation. You know, is it ever going to change? It, the, the one year that it was really good, combined with a great defense, they went eight and one. That's an all—they tied an all-time record. It's only ten years since the conference has expanded, but nobody in the conference has gone nine and zero, right? They've gone eight and one, and the U team did. So they got to get back to that point, and they did it through the development. Of Huntley, and when he was a senior, he was ready to go. You know, I don't know that they can go big time and just get this quarterback or that quarterback out of, of quarterbacks that are our area. Don't seem to be interested. And then, obviously, you know, you want California's next biggest recruiting area. Although you can go to Arizona too; they, they've had a few, and but they haven't been able to get those guys. And and then when they do get them, they don't stay around. <laughs> so. It, it it's a, it, it's what uh, I would consider what you can say is accurate,
2: and all the criticism is justified. Who's the favorite in the Big 12, or excuse me, Pac-12 South now, PK?
1: Oh, I like it. I want to talk BYU in the Big 12. Absolutely, Jake. Yeah, I'm, I'm eager for that. I'm, that. I'm with you, buddy.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. You looking forward to covering <laughs> BYU in the Big 12, Gordon? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, uh, you know, like like, like breath itself.
1: <laughs> is that a loaded question? <laughs> uh, I still I guess I still have to go with S C. C. Uh, as crazy as it is, as dysfunctional as it is, the Devils are dysfunctional. The Devils just had today, I was looking. They had like their fourth commit that they had for this class, D commit. They're currently ranked twelfth. I'm hearing all sorts of bad stuff. You know, we know they got that investigation going on. And people are telling me it's on the verge of imploding. And they can't even line up and go on the snap count. So I don't see them. Uh, the Bruins, you know, if they would have be beat Fresno, I probably would have given them the nod, but they didn't. So the point is, it's wide open. I think Arizona and Colorado suck. My prediction is Arizona and Colorado, whoever beats the other – that will be the only conference win. Somebody is going 1-8, either Colorado or Arizona. I don't know who's going to win that game, uh, but that's my prediction. So you're going to get two wins there uh, easily, uh, I believe, whoever the rest of the South. And I don't know all the crossover games off the top of my head. So uh, Utah, if, if Rising, if they don't win this week. Well, then, then forget it. All bets are off. But they didn't win this week. And if they should happen to get that SC game, then I think they will win it. Uh, as crazy as it sounds, being one and two for the first time and since like '07 that they went one and two in the non-conference or started one and two anyway. So let's let's look at it. Uh, what is it? October ninth down in the Coliseum. So I think whoever wins that game even though SC already has a loss and has to play a couple more games because I don't think they have a bye, whereas the Utes play Washington State this week and then have a bye next week. Um, so I'm going to go with uh,
0: the winner of that game. Interesting to see how the effect that Jackson Dart has on the Trojans uh, he looked, looked good against a bad defense. Uh, yeah, this last he weekend. looked awesome. But he—I mean—it was a crappy defense. I get it. But he's a freshman coming
1: in there, just standing on the sidelines. Who knows what he was thinking? Gets thrown in there, and just was awesome. And you know, I mean, we you know, saw what yeah, he did. Was,
0: yeah, he was—he was slinging it around the yard. Uh, BYU question PK, uh, if. Uh, if Darren Hall is, is is banged up a little bit, I mean, yeah. I know these things are all at different levels before you can really answer it truthfully. But what do you what do you do if he is hurting but able to oh, play? You would you play him? You go Baylor Romney this week. No, I would not.
1: No, not at all. No, because what I'm hoping for is Utah State beats Boise, and we got two 4-0 teams the following week. I think that would be great for the rivalry, and it is a rivalry. It may not be on the level of Utah-BYU, but it is a rivalry, and it would be awesome for the state. And it would go beyond the state. People would be interested in that because, obviously, the Cougars aren't going anywhere in the rankings. And maybe if Utah State were to beat Boise, even though Boise's one and two with you know, close losses, one point to Oklahoma State and UCF, that's a pretty good schedule uh, considering they have a brand-new coaching staff that they have to uh, you know, get familiar with the players and all that stuff because Harson took off to Auburn last year. We know that. So I would try to get him healthy. I actually believe that Romney's going to start. No one has told me that officially. I'm not reporting that as a fact, saying he will start. But I know Jaron Hall did not practice the entire time this week. I don't know what he's doing today. Uh, so at this point, I would go with Romney because I mean we're playing, we're talking about South Florida, right? They're what twenty some point favorites. So and Romney has accorded himself well, right? We've seen him play a little bit. He's not bad. They believe that he can win you games, particularly uh, at this level against this type of team. So that would be my thing, just to. let Jaron Hall going to be like get him a healthy because that's going to be an issue, right? He's already had some injuries, and then sure enough, uh, he ran and he went down and. Just go down. He has to go down or go out of bounds. And don't get another yard or two unless the game is on the line. Try, try to eliminate as many hits as you very possibly could. Whatever you need to do, do it. You know, it's like uh, Bryce Harper in baseball. Do I really want him diving, crashing into the wall? No. you got to play 162 games. So let the ball be a double that one time. Don't get yourself hurt so where you're out. You know, 50, 60 games, whatever it might be in the baseball terms.
0: It's interesting, Pika, that you said that he hadn't practiced because when A Rod was asked that question, he said, I'm, I'm, I think I'm pretty close to getting this right, Jake. He said, he was out there. He was out there. <laughs> <laughs> Standing out there.
1: <laughs> That's yeah, and I don't like to get into their injuries, you know, because they like to keep that quiet. And there's things I don't really want to. You don't know, necessarily report even if I know it, but I want to make sure everybody knows I'm not reporting that Jaron Hall is not going to play or Baylor Hall, Baylor Romney is going to start. No one at BYU. But at the same time, I'm not even going to ask anybody at BYU on that because I don't want to know, because then I have to feel compelled to report it, and they don't want to have it reported. And there's some things you have to respect because it's not that big of a deal. It's South Florida at, uh, what do they call kickoffs their games, a quarter to one in the morning now? At a quarter to one in the morning, we'll see who runs out there. You know, let them do that. And uh, Kyle was going to do that with Rising. He loves to play that game, but Brewer forced his hand by quitting.
2: PK, you're the best. Thanks for jumping on with us. We'll be listening to tomorrow morning. Yeah, you guys aren't bad either, man. You keep it going. I think you guys got a shot.
0: Thanks, buddy.
1: <laughs> Always good to talk to you, and I mean it.
0: Yeah, you too, Uh, PK. And I'm really looking forward to covering the Big 12. That (laughs) is Patrick. (laughs) Very nice. (laughs) Thanks, PK. That
2: is the one and only Patrick Hennehan. Hear him every single morning alongside David James from 6 to 10 right here on the Zone Sports Network. More next, 97.5 and 1280, The Zone.